All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Training Well Done, your show on the what, the why, and the how of quality training with your host, Coach Donald. So we're back at it. Um, Man, this weekend was dope. I did the Baltimore Running Fest Half Marathon, and it was a lot of fun. I dragged my nephew down there, um, so he got to come and experience race vibes, meet some of the people I run down there with, and get to explore a city I like uh, a fair amount. We went sailing uh, yeah, on Sunday. We went and took him to a bunch of my favorite places to eat. And, um, oh, yeah, let me tell y'all. So, first of all, before we get started, hey, this podcast is sponsored by Global Human Performance, right? Um, this is the gym that I'm shooting this podcast in. So make sure you go check out the link in the bio for your free ebook on strength training for young runners and check out the website www.ghperformance.com to see how you can get started having a better athletic future today. All right. So my nephew, right? We at we go and I'm trying to explore all these places to eat, right? Hey, he he's been around, but he hasn't really been around, been around. He's yeah, he has probably been around more than me when I was 17, because for as much as many, some of you may think that I am have been around to a few places here and there, if you knew me at 17, yeah, it's not the case. So I'm like, you know, I'm trying to take him to go and, and see different stuff and experience things. But you ever had that experience with somebody about anything where you have this thing you really like and you're trying to put them on game and so, for those of you who don't know, that means, like, introduce somebody to something that you like. Um, so, I'm trying to put my nephew on game and, or just anything. And the one time that you get them to do it, it's very subpar. I had that experience twice this weekend. So, on the drive down, there's a podcast I really like. Uh, Eric Thomas, the Secrets to Success podcast. He's awesome, E.T. the hip-hop preacher. And this particular episode we listened to just, like, wasn't the business. They usually do this segment at the beginning where, like, they do a fair foul, which is basically uh, a little segment about something odd that happened that week. And, you know, did they hint, was it a fair way of handling it or was it a foul way of handling it? It's usually very hilarious. They didn't even do that segment. There was, you know, they kind of got started talking about this book that uh, my man just uh, wrote that I am listening on uh, Audible. The book is good, but, like, I don't know. The conversation just kind of went nowhere for the first 20 minutes, and my nephew's like, okay. And I'm sitting there like, this isn't that good. And <laughs> we were talking about this experience because when you're introducing somebody to something, like, do you ever catch yourself scrutinizing it much harder than you normally would and seeing how good it is? Let me know. Well... Back when I was going to Baltimore a lot, I did another podcast called The Black Codes. Uh, it is still on here. It's so we're still we have stopped recording that almost a year and a half ago, and it still gets. Excuse me. There's um, I'm recording this in the office at the new gym, and the other side of this wall is a bathroom. So that was what that noise was. And there's a window here. Anyways, so we've been yeah we recorded that podcast from summer 2020 through spring 2021. And then, you know, this continued and it's not going to go back. Um, and so, well, oh, yeah. So when I was recording that, oh, I just wanted to leave a side note. That's what it was. That that podcast still gets more listens than this one. So please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with a friend so that this podcast can catch up to the podcast that hasn't been recorded in a year and a half. 
And so, anyways, when I would go to Baltimore a lot um, to go record that podcast, there was a restaurant that me and my friend would go to um, in Canton. All right, I'm not even going to shout them out. I'm not going to do them like that. But we would go down there a lot, and they had great breakfast. And so this particular time, I take my nephew there, and listen, y'all, I don't... So it's a, it's a, it's a restaurant, and the, the guy that works the front, I think, is the son, and then the cook is the, his mom, I believe, and I'm pretty sure it's just the two of them in the store. Let me tell y'all. So I got pancakes. I asked for blueberry pancakes with bacon and orange juice. My nephew gets pretty much the same thing. I get the food. I'm cutting up my pancakes because I'm one of those people that cuts up the pancakes before I start eating them. My nephew is not. And then he looks at me like, how are your pancakes cut up so fast? And I'm like, because I'm also using the fork to cut them. You're just using a knife. You're not using the fork. <laughs> so he just starts grubbing into the pancakes And he's like, ooh, this is a little salty That's different I was like, salt on a pancake? Excuse me? He's like, yeah, it's a little salty He liked it though I was like, oh, I never had salt on no pancakes I've had buttery, I mean, I've had salty butter On pancakes, but i never had salt on pancakes So let me try this I eat the first piece I'm not gonna hold y'all it was actually pretty decent. It was, I was like, oh, this is a nice little twang. I ate the second piece. It was still a nice little twang. I eat the third piece. And I thought my arteries were going to blow out of my neck. It was so salty. And then I continued to eat the first pancake. It was three pancakes. The first pancake got saltier and saltier as I kept eating it. It got to the point where, like, I actually went back into the store because I was going to tell dude, like, yo, what happened? Why are you salty? First of all, I've been coming here for, like, three. I had been going to Baltimore to hang out with my friend before we even started this podcast since, like, 2019 or 2018. So, like, I had been to this restaurant for the better part of, like, three years on and off. I had never had salt on them pancakes down there and they look just the same they usually come with powdered sugar I mean, i'm sitting there thinking like yo, i feel like the lady in the back messed up and thought the salt was the sugar because there's way too much salt on this this is ridiculous i go back inside and there's four dudes in line making the order and i'm looking at this situation i got we got somewhere to be after to this museum and i'm like i feel like even if i like ask for new pancakes they're not going to prioritize my order over theirs and i'm gonna to have to wait for four orders to come out before i get new food so i go sit back down like you know what i'm gonna to tough this out we pour an abundantly large amount of syrup on the pancakes my nephew poured five little you know the little uh, cups of syrup that you peel the top off he poured five of those on there just to like try to make it less salty i ate the second pancake and i'm like the second pancake was good. It was regular because it was under the first pancake. So it wasn't salty except for on the edge where it was sticking out. The third pancake, I literally took a couple minutes to scrape salt off the top. And it was still salty. I was salty. I was upset. 
And I feel like the cork was salty and upset because I hope y'all are not trying to experiment because this is a horrible science experiment, horrible science project. Exit, stop it, just throw it away. Please don't ever do that. I need to send them an email because I'm not, I'm not going to leave them a bad review because it was a good spot for years. And I'm debating if I'm going to take them off my favorites on Google Maps. Let's go on with the show. So the race, it was awesome. The vibes were so good. The stage, the DJ, the energy. The, uh, it was a, such a nice day. It was like 50-something going on 60. It got hotter as the day went on. The sun was out. The harbor looked nice. Oh, it was so good. So let me. T- so I wrote. A, I wrote an article about this. Uh, it'll release on Wednesday. I mean, if you're re- if you're listening to this the same day I dropped this on the 17th, then you'll know this already. But otherwise, the 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 written message comes out on Wednesday. So a few things I want to talk about that I did wrong during this race that I hope you do better. First of all. Shakeout runs are not meant to be like workouts. <laughs> so I didn't even know what the word shakeout run. I never heard of it before until earlier this year. I follow a bunch of running coaches and running people on Instagram. And one of them posted in their Instagram story about some page called Running Explained. And they posted about a shakeout run. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd do that. I didn't know there was a name for it. I remember the first time I ever really had a conversation about a shakeout run was at the Older Dice Dragon Race. I want to say last year or the year before, but I'm pretty sure it was last year when I was talking to Evelyn about it because I didn't run the day before and I think she didn't either, but I had went out and I just was smoked. Like I ran out way too fast the first mile and just got tired. And I felt what I realized, I I was talking about it in the context of I'm learning that it feels better to run the day before a race rather than take that day off because I feel like I have more too much pent up energy and it becomes hard to pace or that I feel or on the flip side, I feel very lackadaisical and have a hard time actually getting into the speed and intensity I need to get into because I had the day off before. And so, you know, she talked about it. And then over the course of the next, I don't know, coming weeks or months, it was a conversation in the gym with just, you know, different runners and athletes, mostly the youth, about that sensation. I took it way too far on Friday. So Thursday night, I was like, I'm going to do like two miles. I'm going to just do them in the morning. But by the time I woke up on Friday, there was just no time for it. And the way my day was set up, I know it sounds stupid, like, you, you could make 20 minutes to go run, Mr. Trainer Guy. I mean, I, I could have, but I didn't. Let's just say I didn't, right? Because it's not like I couldn't have. I just didn't. It was busy. I could tell you excuses that I had a client. I had a meeting that was in another part of town. I had to do the rip and run. I just didn't make time for it. So we drive to Baltimore, which is four hours. I had, you know, didn't leave till like, three. So we get to Baltimore, like, seven, eight o'clock. And then I go do my shakeout run. But I love navigating without a GPS. I almost completely drove to our hotel without the GPS. It's just a thing that I do. I, I did that all the way in Seattle last year and Vancouver. So of course, I think it's a good idea that I'm gonna run without a GPS. So I look at the GPS, I mean, I look at the map and make a course and I just start running. And a mile in, because I made a couple turns, I was like, oh, but I'm having fun. My energy's so high because it's supposed to be high. I took Thursday off. 
And so I started to like run, but instead of just turning around, I tried to make a loop. But because of the, well, most of Baltimore's on a grid, this particular part was not on a perfect grid. So I ended up getting, not lost, but I just wasn't going as far west or south as I thought, and it was still going north. <laughs> and so I started going north, so I needed to go south. And yeah, I ended up running 2.8 miles instead of just two miles. I ran for about 28 minutes instead of just 20 minutes. So yeah, kudos to not me. Then, oh, let me tell y'all, when I picked up the race bib. So, so first of all, first rule, don't overdo the shakeout run. Second rule, make sure you got safety pins when you pick up your bib. While most races, safety pins are right there. This particular race, I'm all excited. I get to the expo. It's about to close. The lady there that I was sitting there, she just looked very unexcited to be there. Uh, she hands me my bib. I didn't get a bag because I was supposed to pick up the bag at the front, and I had to go back and get that. Um, but I didn't see the safety pins right there. And because I didn't see them, I just didn't think about them. When I got back from my really long, <laughs> from my really long um, shakeout run, and me and my nephew go to dinner, as we go back to the hotel, I realize, I don't think I have safety pins. No, no, it's when I get back to the hotel. I'm about to put, I'm putting my clothes out for the next morning, and I'm about to put my bib on my shirt, and I'm like, oh, I don't have safety pins. And it's too late to go get safety pins. So now I have to get up early in the morning to go get safety pins. Well, I struggle sleeping the night before races. I'd be, I be anxious. I'd be thinking like, oh, I'm going to get such good sleep. And I never do because I'm always so worried about getting such good sleep. And then I woke up to go to the bathroom, racing thoughts, other outside stresses bothering me. Then we ate Cheez-Its on the way down. We ate a lot of Cheez-Its on the way down to Baltimore. Those Cheez-Its ran out of me at six in the morning and it took a while and so now i'm sleep deprived i go lay back down for like a 45 minute nap and then i'm like all right it's eight o'clock let me go get cv i mean go to cvs and go buy some safety pins because why of course cvs has safety pins i checked online so i'm on my little red riding hood skip hop and jump on over to cvs i take up a good 20 minutes walking there CVS didn't have safety pins, y'all. They ran out. I was sick. I was so sick. And I was like, do you have any back sheets? She was like, oh, you know what? No, I just actually was thinking about this the other day. They didn't bring any new safety pins in. I'm like, all the race people must have bought all the safety pins, and I got none of them. So now I'm like, it's like 9 o'clock. The race, the gun goes off at 9.45, and I started to go back to the hotel. Oh, and I still hadn't eaten yet. So... Now I'm running, right? Now I'm warming up. So I'm running to another CVS on the eastern side of the harbor, and which is like another I don't know, three quarters of a mile away, which means that, and I, I would have, I was already walked like almost a mile to that CVS. It wasn't a mile, it was probably like three quarters of a mile. And then the second one was another three quarters of a mile away. And so now I would have done a mile and a half out, and then I had to go back to the hotel. So on my way to the second CVS, I'm running and I'm like, crap, if I don't find one here, now I need to go to the hotel, go get my race bib, just go straight to the start line and go ask people who are finishing the 5K, can I just have their safety pins off their bib? So that was my backup plan. I asked this cop, hey, do you happen to have any safety pins? This man sits on his bike, stares at me for about two full seconds. No. 
oh, okay, thanks. So as I start across the street, he like get he revs his bike up and like drives. Literally, he almost runs me over with his bike. I don't. He he saw that I was coming from this side of the street to go to that side of the street, and I stopped him while he was stopped in the intersection, not just just sitting there. And then it was annoying. Anyways, so I ride. I mean, I run. And I see this lady on a bicycle, and I run past, and I was like, nah, bro, you got to go ask her, because the CVS is still half a mile away. Hey, excuse me, would you happen to have extra safety pins? She's like, as a matter of fact, I do. I was like, yes, thank you. She pulls three out. What is your name? She's like, Mary Margaret. Shout out to Mary Margaret, because she also pulled a fourth safety pin straight off of her race bib and gave it to me. Saved the day. So I run back. There's a Shake Shack. They had... Uh, there's like 20 runners in there pooping, and yet all the doors were locked because I was trying to get a shake. I needed to eat. I still haven't eaten yet, and the race starts in like 35 minutes. And so now I'm running back to the hotel. I go to the little bake bakery there. The lady makes me plain oatmeal in a hot, in a, in a tea, a little paper cups, the little tea paper cups. So I'm eating oatmeal and out of that and a banana. It's 25 minutes before the race. So then I go to the race. So rule number two, make sure you have your safety pins because if you don't have your safety pins, you will run another mile, mile and a half trying to go get safety pins and then you will not eat properly before the race and then be hoping that you sitting and walking to the start line was enough to get the food to digest because it was just oatmeal and a banana. Number three, and this is the whole reason I have a business. And why this podcast is sponsored by Global Human Performance. Go lift weights. So I've not been lifting as much as I should. I've been lifting, don't get me wrong, but like once a week, twice a week sometimes. Definitely not going crazy on it like I should be. Um, I don't have any excuses. I mean, I could tell y'all I'm busy. I run a business and I do other stuff. But there's other people who do more than that and they make time to lift. So I'm just, I'm just a slacker, y'all. I'm sorry. So the reason I say that is A, the hills kicked my rear. Well, the rear, the hills kicked my rear. Let me tell y'all how this race went, right? So, boom, gun, gun goes off. It's, it's like the first mile actually is uphill because going from downtown Baltimore north is a, like in this context of Baltimore, north is up. And so we're running and it's like north, well, it's like, actually, no, I'm sorry. We ran east. We ran east towards Patterson Park. We ran north a little bit, and then we took a right. And so that first, like, quarter mile was north. I mean, it was up and north. And then it was flat. And then going into mile three, it was downhill. And for me, just for context, I ran an 8.08 pace for the race. That's what I averaged. I went 8.04, 8.05, mile one and two. And then I went 7.25 on mile three. Because we ran down Patterson Park, and it was just down and it was so great. It, it felt so fast. And then we went up. Mile four was moderately up. Mile five, six, seven, eight, nine, going into 10, were mostly all uphill. So there's this place called Lake Montebello. Shout out to Coach Allison from Riot Squad Running. Follow her on Instagram, at Alleyoop. I can't, it's, it's not spelled as the way you think it is. But um, she's awesome. So I saw her story the other day. Oh, wait till you get to mile, you know, for the, for the half marathon. He's like, wait till you get to mile six. So up at Lake Montebello, it's going to be tough. So I kept that in mind. Y'all, it was hard. 
it was hard. My fourth mile, I ran eight, I mean, 725 on mile three. I ran 835 on mile four. And it wasn't because I was just dying and dying. Like, I wasn't like, oh my gosh. It was just up and I was getting tired. Um, my whole race strategy was for the first half to feel easy and the second half to like feel fast because I was like had energy and ran hard. Yeah, I was tired running the first two miles. I ran 806. I was like, this is exactly the pace I want to be on, but it feels way harder than I want it to be. 725, I was like, oh, danger zone, but you're running downhill, so that makes up for it. 825, oh my gosh, Donald. No, you know what? I think mile four was like 8, 815, and then it got to worse. It was like 815 mile four, then 835 mile five. When I got to mile six, I had to stop when we got to the lake. My knee was clicking all of mile five, and then I had to literally stop because I need to lift weights. And my knee clicks if I'm not lifting weights or if I'm running and it's too cold and I'm not adequately warm enough. And so now I'm like having to take a full 30 second stop to stretch my knee. Um, and so that is, so just, you hear that noise back there. The windows are not in at the gym yet. So there's plastic coverings and the wind's blowing. And so it's making noise. The windows will be in in a couple weeks. So anyways, um, the lake part is flat. So like mile seven is actually pretty flat. And that is a pipe above me because no matter where I move my gym, I just can't avoid putting my table under pipes that flow water. It was like this in Wilkinsburg too. So anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, lake, I mean, mile, we get out of Lake Montebello, then we go uphill switch back down and then it's up and it was just so much up it was so much up y'all we didn't start going downhill till mile 10. it was literally mostly uphill between four and ten uh literally between like five and ten four and ten it was uphill for the most part and then it was finally downhill so rule uh tip number four i think this is number four mental toughness is something you work on in the moment so you know i so there's another ebook. Shout out to Coach Kyla, um, Sport Mindfulness, right? And we have a lot of practices here at GHP that we talk to athletes about, about their sport mindfulness, their confidence, uh, you know, being resilient mentally and emotionally for competition. I need to tell y'all though that you can only really work on it when you're in the middle of it. The workshops, the ebooks, the coaching that tells you the tools that you need, right? That gives you the tools and the in different ways to keep perspective on training and competition but you can only truly work on it when you're in the mix right you can do sparring but you can only really become a good fighter when you're fighting and so it rings true here so the first half of the race literally for the first six and a half seven miles i had music in after i had to stretch my knee i'm just like getting frustrated the music just got annoying and i was in pain not like terrible pain, but it was definitely, it was legitimately pain. It wasn't just like, oh, my legs, my legs felt heavy at halfway point. They felt heavy and my knee hurt. And so now I'm like, I'm not about the DNF. Like, I'm just not about that life. Like, I'm just not about to have that next to my name. I will walk. <laughs> and I ain't going to do that either. So I turned the music off because it was getting on my nerves. I turned the David Goggins on. I don't know what he said. He didn't say anything interesting in the in that five minutes, five seven minute segment I listened to. I ended up turning it off because it made me think about a different segment that I listened to on him talking on. It was either like Tim Billu or Joe Rogan's podcast, one of them. But David Goggins is on there. He's been on like a lot of podcasts, and so he talked about how he doesn't like work out to music. 
and uh, you got to lean into the pain and intensity. And I was just like, and I had a little voice in my head since like mouth three, mouth four, like, turn the music off, turn the music off, take the earbuds off, take the earbuds off. I'm like, eh, F it. I'm just taking it out. I take the AirPods out. And now I'm like listening to the sounds and like I had to like get into my body, right? I don't know if I mentioned this in the other podcast last week. So I've been watching this anime called Demon Slayer, and there's this main character called Tanjiro, and he works on this thing called Total Concentration Constant. And I'm not gonna lie, I got inspired a few weeks ago from an anime character <laughs> in a show that is not as sinister as it sounds. The graphics are kind of sinister, but the show is very cute, really. It's like PG-13, honestly. No, I think it actually is. And so, but like he works on this total concentration constant, right? And it's basically a meditation state. And like I meditate, but I like had to start doing a lot more breathing exercise. And I'm literally running at mile eight, like in a total like breathing exercise. Cause I'm like having to tell myself, this is supposed to hurt. I had to remind myself, you're racing a half marathon. At no point should this feel like particularly great. You know, you might feel like, oh, I'm running fast, but it should not feel good. It's supposed to hurt. You're just supposed to feel like you can perform well when it hurts. And I had to remind, I had to tell myself that like out loud. I'm like, now nah, I'm getting, cause I'm getting passed by people. I passed up on mile four and they're passing me up and it's like hurting me, my ego being bruised badly. So I start passing people back up and like having to like get into my focus. What I tell all of you all, and all of my runners, month in, month out, week in, week out, day in, day out, you have to focus on your breathing, your arms and your legs. So I had to focus on my breathing, getting control of that, because good, smooth exhales help you stay calm. I had to like lean into that to help me fight through the pain, get my arms swing, making sure it's rhythmic, making sure my legs are doing what I need them to do. And like, sure, I could do that with the music in, but it's like a whole nother level of intensity when the music comes out. And I needed that because I was hurting. And it wasn't even about just running a lot faster. Although I picked up my pace, like mile six was the slowest, or six or seven was the slowest mile. But, um, I picked up my pace, but it like still took a lot to lean in and like go up the hills aggressively. Uh, by like mile 11, 12, I'm yelling at myself because like it hurt so bad. I, for mile 10, I think it was mile 9, 10, and I started to for 11, but it was hard to keep up with it. I literally just started counting my exhales. I just literally counted every time I took a breath out and tried to count how, how long it would take to run a mile. And it also helped me just stay focused on my rhythm because like if I can breathe out on a rhythm, then I'm running at a rhythm, right? And I could just work on that and just focus on that. Um, so yeah, mental toughness is something that you work on in there. I almost, I just came, I checked my Ohio Powell stats from last year. I did the Ohio Powell half marathon. It was a flat course. I ran 146.08. On this course, I ran like 147 something. I don't remember the seconds. So I was only a minute off my PR running uphill and I had to stop and stretch in the middle of the race. So that made me fine. That made me feel pleased. And this is the longest race, longest run I've done actually all year. So I wanted to share those things with you. It was a fun finish. Got the oh, they had these stretch people there. Like they were athletic trainers or something. Um, shout out to Jalen. Got a great stretch. Shout out to Hyper, whatever those people are. Hyper, the people with the uh, big boots, booty things. Booty things. That's not what I meant to say. But they were the. Compression boots, that's the word I'm looking for, compression boots. 
Shout out to them because that was helpful. And lastly, shout out to Community Forward. Check out my fundraiser. Link is in uh, the description below on the podcast. I'm doing a fundraiser for Community Forge, an amazing organization here in Pittsburgh that does a lot of work with entrepreneurs, with families, with artists, and being able to help the Wilkinsburg community and Pittsburgh community as a whole. Uh, so please check out the fundraiser. I'm trying to raise $1,000 for Community Forge this year. Um, I've been, my gym has been there for four years until we just moved to Point Breeze. I've been on the board uh, for the organization for the last three years, helping them since before COVID with getting support for entrepreneurs um, and really being able to get them in the community and being able to help really service people. So please check it out. Link is in the description for that. I will be doing workouts with some of the staff members. I'm doing the EQT 10 miler on November the 6th. So looking to beat my time from last year. So please check it out and, um, you know, like, subscribe, share the podcast with a friend. Holla.